football game. Tatum drives down and throws it down. Wow. The throw rainbows it down the right side for Kyle Pitts. He's got it. He's there. Touchdown. Oh, my. Oh, my indeed. Welcome back, everyone, to the Sports Bits Podcast with Moco. Here to talk about all things Florida Gators football and Boston Celtics. Please follow me on Twitter at the Sports Bits Pod to get updates on when I upload it and on live takes and reactions of the games being played that day. If you're listening on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe and also leave a five-star review if you're on Apple Podcasts because that would be much appreciated and give us good reviews. And same with the uh, YouTube channel, actually like, like and comment. If you have any future like ideas that you would want on this podcast, you know, comment on the YouTube and also subscribe to that. And, um, you know, it's funny enough that uh, I didn't really... <laughs> Uh, I was recording this thing. I didn't really. For- I forgot to put up the show notes. But we have a lot to talk about today. We have the trade deadline to talk about. Yeah, we don't also, you, you write notes for this, right? I do you write notes. Completely for this. forgot yes, to I put those up. Again, this is the first time. Look at this. This is the first time we are doing this together. Mm-hmm. We got COVID tested, so we're all safe and chill. I'm negative. I'm pretty sure you're negative, right? I got tested negative last week, and I took a test yesterday. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. All right, which means <laughs> we're good because I don't think we. I've never tested positive in my life, and I don't think you have either. Never. So yeah, we're chilling. Let's get right into this thing. Uh, let's go in the trade deadline real quick. Uh, I'm gonna have to lean forward a lot just because I have to read this thing. You know, actually, you know what? This is on Google on on Google Drive. I can put this up on my phone. This would be way easier to read than that. Yeah, bring bring it up on your phone. And then I can also put this on GarageBand. But yeah, bootleg bootleg show. This is gonna be way, <laughs> way more fun than the Zoom one. I'm not gonna lie, because we're in I'm, person. I'm telling you, the Zoom version is the bootleg one this is more real this is the real, this, is, this is what we wanted to do this whole time but mm-hmm. with covid it really did kill yeah. all our uh, dreams on doing that thing seriously with everything but yeah i think the first thing we can talk about right now that um that would uh that i wouldn't have to like pull it up let's talk about the uh trade deadline and the trades that the celtics made uh with Evan Fournier and also with i think it's luke cornett and uh Mo Wagner. Wagner. Mm-hmm. so yeah let's first talk about the um the Evan Fournier trade so that Evan Fournier trade was we uh, the Magic traded Evan Fournier and, and we uh, gave the Magic Jeff Teague and two second round picks. So off of that, just first impressions. What would you thought of that first impressions of the trade? Um, I mean, I liked it. You know, Evan Fournier, he's a good, he's a solid guard. Um, yeah. Obviously, he didn't have a great game his first game, but yeah. um, I mean, no, he's he's definitely a solid player. And um, I, I think Jeff Teague was waived by the Magic actually, like as soon as oh, he yeah. got there. Funny enough, he got signed by I think he got signed by the Bucks. Really? Wait, think, he got signed by the Bucks. I think I'm gonna, I didn't I'm gonna, even I'm gonna know check that. that right now on on, on uh, Twitter. I didn't I know if I I knew um, yeah I, I I was checking the uh the transactions today and I saw that he got waived like as soon as he got there from the Magic, but I didn't know he got if he got picked up by the Bucks. Um, I'm gonna keep checking. You can keep talking about him, but I'm gonna check. Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about him other than um, yeah, he went 0 for 10 in his first game. <laughs> but we'll get I mean, to later because mm-hmm. I have a lot I have a lot to say because we played the Bucks uh Bucks in a doubleheader. Which mm-hmm. is lots to talk about, but yeah. Yeah, but no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not worried. Like, I don't think that that's going to be like a consistent thing, obviously. You know, yeah. I mean, he scored, he, he was averaging uh, 19.7 points per game on the Magic. So obviously he's a good scorer. I don't think he's going to score as much on the Celtics now because yeah. you have more scoring options. But um, I think he, he can definitely be a good facilitator. And he also played 33 minutes. So like, obviously he's going to be a big part of the rotation. Yeah, that's actually funny enough. I read a comment on the Twitter. Brad Stevens said he wanted... Uh, Jeff, uh, not Jeff T, but uh, Evan Fournier to be like the six man type, take a like twenty minute plus role, mm-hmm. which means it's gonna hurt, you know, some of the younger guys like Pritchard or Neesmith, right? You know, but I think he's, you know, he's proven himself on the on the Orlando Magic, which yeah, means he, he probably will do pretty well on here. Hopefully. Exactly, that's what I'm saying too, because like. I, I feel like he's going to be able to, like, he can fit in with, like, a lot of different systems. You know what I mean? Like, he does a lot of different things really Ma- well. Mainly a shooter, though. Mainly Ma- a shooter. Mostly a shooter, which, I mean, you know, you guys could use more yes. of. I mean, you don't need more offense. Like, I mean, to make up pa- for Kemba's paper, it should work. Make up for exactly. shooting. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. <laughs> on paper, you should have enough offense. But, no, he's definitely a good shooter. He's going to come in. I think he's going to bring a lot of good things to the table. Yeah, so I just checked on Twitter. Woj did say uh, T reunites with Budenhoser, which means he is officially now with on the, the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks. So wow. I'm just gonna say real quick, I like Teague, and every time he's played for the Celtics, he's performed really well. And I think the Bucks got a really good point guard on the bench to pair with you know whoever they're gonna play a point guard mm-hmm. on, on the. Uh, actually, it's funny enough, Drew Holiday. I forgot his name. Oh, Drew yeah, Holiday. Drew, he's probably playing with Drew Holiday. Yeah, he's probably gonna be playing with Drew Holiday, and you know with that guard tandem, and I think that'll be really good for them if they decide to put him up there because I think Constance may mainly taking the the twos minutes, the shooting guard minutes. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeff Teague, I think he'll do great on, on the Bucks. Um, the next trade, which is a lot, 
I have a lot to talk about. Uh, Mo Wagner and Luke Cornett. The Celtics received Mo Wagner, let, uh, Mo Wagner and let, uh, Luke Cornett. And the Bulls received Daniel Tice, Devontae Green, and $1.3 million of the trade exception from Gordon, the Gordon Hayward uh, signing, whatever, the, whatever that was. The, the trade exception from, from Gordon Hayward. Right, that, so, yeah. yeah, whatever word they used to describe yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, yeah, I mean, like, this, this I want to hear your opinion first because uh, Luke Cornett and Mo Wagner, I, I remember we were ta- texting about this, and I was like, mm-hmm. What the hell is this? Yeah, you were like, why are we these two bum ass, <laughs> bum ass centers? And I was like, no. And then I had to do some research. I was like, oh, they're not that bad. And they're Luke Cornett has been popping off recently. That's so. what. So I was just about to talk about him specifically. Um, he's played. He's played two games so far. Um, Thirteen minutes in both, and he's had a pretty productive two games. In uh, the game yesterday, he had ten points, four rebounds, and a block in only thirteen minutes. Yeah. He shot over fifty percent. Uh, 50% from three. So yeah. I think he's going to be a really good piece. If he can keep those numbers up, obviously. Yeah, but that's but also I think another he's thing. He's piece. shooting 50% from three. That's what Tice... I mean, Tice... I mean, he shot like... like I think it was like 50% with two attempts per game. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah. But, I mean, definitely to get that five spot with the sh- ability to stretch the floor, I think you guys definitely needed that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I honestly... I wrote in my notes here, like, new Tice. Like, yeah. is, is he going to be the new Tice? See, that's you know? what I was saying earlier. Seriously, yeah. no, because, I mean, he's big. He's bigger than Tice. I think Tice is, like, 6'8". Um, yeah, you know, Luke, Luke Cornett's, like, 7'2". 7'2", seven, seven, two. Seven, two. Yes, two. He's a big guy. So I think he's also going to bring a lot of good things on the defensive side. Hopefully, if... I don't know how good of a defender he is. I don't think he's that great. But um, hopefully he can be a you know, more serviceable defender than Tice. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And look at Mo Wagner's most recent performances because we do have that hindsight now. Because if we were making this on the day of the trade, I'd be livid compared to what I am now because I'm actually putting in hope that Luke Cornett can fit in our system well. And um, what is it? Mo Wagner actually not, has not played good recently. Uh, surprisingly, he's only scored like two to five points. And he's like getting bored where he can, but like he's not. He's also not getting that many minutes. There he is. He's also two years younger than Luke Cornett, so I guess he needs more time to adjust and also like figure out his his place in the system. And also, mm-hmm. not to mention, he's fighting for minutes with Tristan Thompson, Rob Williams, and Luke Cornett. So there's four, three other big dudes ahead of him. I would yeah. say. Yeah. Well, also now that like Robert, since Robert Williams has now taken like pretty much the start, he is the, the starting center now, and he's also the defensive anchor of the team at he's this point. Like or four blocks in the pack. Wait, yeah, like wait, something I can ridic- check fantasy because that has ridiculous. like the one thing crazy about our fantasy league is that there's like the last seven days, last four, like fourteen days, like mm-hmm. averages, and you're able to check that compared to like just season averages, like you would see on NBA.com. I know you have Robert Williams. I do, and, and he me, has been popping off. Mans has gotten like four. How many? I want to know. He's exactly. averaging two and a half blocks per game in the last seven games. One steal, three assists, nine rebounds. For last fourteen days, he's averaged mm-hmm. nine rebounds Having and two point six blocks. That's crazy. <laughs> he's. I think he he's in the starting role now, and I think he's only going to get better from here. Okay, now he's the defensive anchor of this team. All right, Marcus Smart has been back for a little bit, yes. but now. You have that big guy in the paint on, like, you know, a so- solid defender. Big is very relative because he's, like, six foot eight, but we're going to go with it because he's mean, playing really well. Exactly. And he also play like, he plays big, you know? Yes. Like, he plays bigger than his size, if that makes like sense. Like Tristan Thompson, for example. Like, he's the better version of Tristan Thompson, I would say. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, on the Bulls side of this real quick, they got a really good uh, center with Daniel Tice and Javante mm-hmm. Green. If you've been watching him this season, he's been really good shooting the three, playing really good at the three ball at the three spot, a small forward. So yeah, I think he's gonna be all right and a good young player for the Bulls to also develop along with you know Zach Levine. And they got actually I don't even know who how many young players they have anymore just because they traded the, away I know, Luke, I don't they traded know away Wendell the Carter, they traded away Daniel Gafford, they traded away all, all these young guys. You're talking about the Bulls? Yeah. Yeah, they also traded uh, Otto Porter Jr. I Otto know he's Porter. not young, but I know they got rid of him as well. They, they got rid of a lot of players and they got they, Vucevic. <laughs> yeah, they got Vucevic, which is I think is gonna be like really weird just to see because yeah. like he plays to me, it's like a different game than no, he, how like the Bulls, what they their he, system he, has what, been this what season. I, what, I, what I describe uh, Vucevic as is a discount joker because he can pass, he play a good pick and roll, mm. he's a good offensive player. Defensive, I... Uh, he, uh, I, I mean, that's know? the problem with a lot of these big guys that are like really solid on the offensive end is that it translates... Like, obviously there have been players who have you know two-way players who have been fantastic yeah. but um a lot of the times now we're seeing these big guys who are really solid on the offensive end and they're really solid with glass cleaning but um they can't actually defend like in the paint or especially on the perimeter yeah you have like a capella type then you have a you know vucevic type 
good defender versus a good offensive player. Both mm-hmm. can rebound pretty well, but you know, just picking your poison. Like, what do you want to prioritize on your team? Exactly, and I think deal. the Bulls are now, you know, on the offensive. They're on the they're on the offensive grind now because we also know that Zach Levine is kind of a liability on defense as well. But so you might you know, as well just go up, all in on the all the offense. Exactly, they're like they're gonna be like the um they're gonna be like dollar store Nets this season. <laughs> like all offense, yes. no defense. Yes, dollar store Eastern Conference Nets. Um, mm. So actually, I want to go into. I actually want to give like a rating. Like, what do you rate the like A through F? What do you rate these like trades overall? Coming from someone who's not fully a net, like a Celtics fan, like what do you use your outside point of view? It's like rating rating the Celtics. How like they the whole came their out whole their whole trade uh, deadline moves as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's tough minus, because minus the twenty twenty hindsight because we've seen right. how bad mm-hmm. Evan Fournier is playing. We're assuming this is like yeah. peak, like how they're. I don't. Play yeah, no, so. I don't think Evan Fournier is going to continue. I mean, he had one bad game. I don't think yes. that's going to be consistent. But um. I don't know. It's tough. I want to give them. I'll give like a B minus, I guess, because I like Evan Fournier coming in. He's gonna be. He's gonna be good. Mo Wagner. I am skeptical about because you know his numbers uh, are not great. Um, and then Luke Cornett. I'm also a little bit skeptical about. However, I think he's gonna be a more solid option than Mo Wagner because he's bigger. Uh, you know, he can shoot a little bit better. Um, so I, I, I like those pickups. However, the reason why I'm I'm bringing the grade down so much is because you got rid of Tice. You know, yeah. and I like Tice. All right, you know, watching him play, I really like yes. him, and I know you like uh, James likes. Him. I know yes. James isn't here, but we all like Tice. Uh, so it is honestly, it's kind of sad to see him go as well. Yeah, I know. for me at least, not being a Celtics fan. I mean, it is sad for me too. I know, and like mm-hmm. I, you would probably love a Tice right now for a oh center, yeah, for a center on the Jazz. Yeah, someone who can shoot. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, that would be great. I would love well, yeah, that. Like I, I, I that. actually, funny enough, just because I'm biased, I'm gonna rate this a B, like right a little bit above, because I think mm-hmm. Ed Fournier could be that solid six man, like a, a Lou William type. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Celtics, and also we have, you know, Luke Cornett's a solid backup center. Mo Wagner, if he develops, good backup. You know, big mm-hmm. man, whatever we need him for. Yeah, we still got Neesmith, who's developing really well. Pritchard's developing. Rob Williams mm-hmm. is, a set, is a starting center now. Exactly, and he's so, uh, he's only gonna get better from he's where he's at better. now. So I mean, I, that's okay. The trades alone, okay. I'm gonna talk about the team as a whole, but the trades alone, B, because I like Evan Fournier. I like Luke Cornett now, mm-hmm. and uh, after I mean, this is like when I was thinking. I'm, I'm putting into myself in the mindset of where I was at the trade deadline. Not right now, because right. I'm putting, I would put a B-plus with the Mo Wagner, Luke Cornett mm-hmm. trade now, but I'm putting, putting it at a B just because I saw, you know, they're not bad players, and I think they'll be able to fit in our system really well because mm-hmm. we know Brad Stevens works really well with young players. Mm-hmm. He does. He's great, great, great. Celtics are great at player development. That's exactly. definitely a fact. So, yeah, I mean, overall, I'm going to rate this a B, and uh, I think we should move on to the games real quick. So I actually only have notes for the Bucks game. I can talk about my live reaction of the Pelicans game last night because I was absolutely atrocious. I watched the whole thing and I was just so bored because we were just down by 20 by the third quarter. It was not fun. So let's go into the Bucks doubleheader real quick. So uh, just a game recap, the uh, score recap. So the Celtics uh, lost the first game, uh, 20, uh, 119 to tw- uh, 121, and then the Celtics won the second game, 122 to 114. And my quick notes for this game. Um, if you need to look up some things real quick, uh, the Celtics got out rebounded both games, so it didn't seem like rebounding was a big problem as we thought. I mean, sometimes it is, but you know, it seems like you know, the Celtics, even if we get out rebounded, it seems that we still pull through. So, the first game's notes I had is the Celtics made a big fourth quarter push and still lost just because we didn't, I think, my opinion, we didn't allow like we didn't actually stop the Bucks like in the first three quarters, we let them outscore us. Each quarter, and also the plus minuses really do show that the Bucks, um, the plus minus throughout the game. So like it showed really that the Bucks had an overall plus minus like positive till the end of the third quarter, and that's when we decided to heat up and play the really well the rest of the game and still get absolutely toasted because they had like a twenty point lead by that point. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm also I'm actually gonna, let's, I'm going to break down the whole Bucks game and you can give your your thoughts on it real quick. But the second right. game. It looks like we stayed dominant the whole game, and it looked like we were able to play, you know, at, at their level. And um, let's see, stayed dominant, and then I think most of our points came from the first and third quarter, so we really just popped off after breaks or right at the beginning of the game and just played consistent the second and fourth quarter. But yeah, and then Giannis, uh, my note, other note was Giannis wasn't really was a non-factor of why they won or lost. It was more of Middleton's performance, and if you want to pull that up, because Middleton played really well the first game, scored like 20-plus points. And then he went down like 15, 19 points in the second game. So I think Middleton was that X factor. The second game was on the 26th, right? Just making yeah, sure I think that was. Yeah, yeah Celtics so won I have, the second I have the game. Bo- I have the box score up for the second game. Middleton scored 19 points and yeah. had a plus minus of minus 30. Yeah. So the point being is that the plus minus also, 
for the uh, second game was also just generally Celtics positive, especially when we were scoring really well. And the plus minuses for the Bucks were just mm-hmm. nope. No. Yeah, so pl- plus minus, I I really like to look at plus minus because it also shows you like a lot of the defense that a player plays that yeah, doesn't not, show not, up in not the stat, stat. Not stat defense, just overall hustle. Exactly. Looking at like how exactly. tight did you play against your man? Just, did you let anyone get beat type of deal? Mm-hmm, exactly. Because like it, 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 it shows you a lot of things that don't come up in the stat sheet. You know, obviously like blocks. We record blocks, okay? But yeah. like if someone's a solid defender, they don't get a lot of blocks. It'll come up in the plus minus. So we see that Marcus Smart had, this is for the second game, by the way. Uh, Marcus Smart had a plus 20, plus minus. So we already know he's a great defender. All right. I don't think he had a steal and a block. So not stat stat sheet-wise, not a crazy defensive game for him. But his plus minus was 20, and he scored 23 points. So obviously he had a solid night on defense. And everyone else's plus minuses are in the double digits except for Jason Tatum's for the starters on the Celtics. They're all in double digits. So... Um, just looking at that, it seems like a really solid. I, I didn't watch this game or the other or the other Celtics Me game, neither. Not, honestly. Uh, but but I, I, I like <laughs> it looks when like I, a solid defensive effort from everybody. Yeah, it is. And um, <clears throat> I only look at the plus minuses when I can't watch it because that just shows the flow of the game, and that's how I usually judge how well we play. Because you can tell by the flow of the game, like were we just getting beat the whole time, or getting blown out, or was it like a mixture of like uh, what is it like just terrible defense plus like we're not making our shots? You can just look at the mm-hmm. field goal percentages. It looked like overall. It looked like overall we shot pretty well. I think the Bucks outshot us in three point percentage the first game. I think they shot forty seven percent from the in the first game, and the Bucks in the second game uh, shot forty percent from the three. So actually, funny enough, when you look at this in the field goal percentages, everyone shot really well. Like everyone shot above forty percent, like mm-hmm. regular field goal and three point. Right. Like, did you really think this Bucks team was gonna shoot this well throughout the season? Uh, honestly, no. Okay, because I know <laughs> I know that. I mean, just by looking at field goal percentage, obviously we know you know we know Giannis doesn't take a whole lot of jumpers. He made a um, three though in he, one of the games. <laughs> he made a three. A three. <laughs> a single three. That that's his three for the for the week. But yes. um. No, so we know he doesn't take a lot of shots um, from outside the paint. So obviously his field goal percentage is usually pretty high. But um, yeah, like looking at Chris Middleton, he's supposed to be, um, you know, that big second option that they need. And he's supposed to be more of a shooter, you know, than Giannis. I mean, Chris Middleton is really supposed to do a lot of things. He did. But he did shoot really well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's supposed to be a good shooter. So I honestly was, no, you know, I take that back. I do think that the Bucks can shoot that well. Because I know Drew Holiday is also a decent shooter. I'm just uh, saying, especially Con- Connaughton has also came out to be really good, as a sh- really good shooter as well. Who was it? Uh, Pat Connaughton. Oh, he's, that's he's just, very he's a small, true. like unknown guy. If you don't follow the Bucks that well, like he's a really good shooter. Funny enough, I'm actually going to talk about the story right now. My friend in high school, Pat Connaughton's his cousin. Really? Pat Connaughton's uh, my friend is Pat Connaughton's cousin. So that's well, why he, he got like, like, like is it like second cousin? No, no, or like, first, like cousin, first cousin. First cousin. Really? He, he had some blaze. He brought in some Blazers gear one year in hi- one day in high school, and I was like, "Why are you wearing some Blazers gear, dude? I, you're like a Celtics fan. Why are you wearing Blazers gear?" I'm like, "Nah, like my 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 cousin Pat Conson, he plays for the Blazers." Like, "Oh crap!" And then the next year when he got traded to the Bucks, he came with some Bucks gear. The next year, I'm like, "Why are you wearing Bucks gear, bro?" Oh, and he like, just oh. keeps so he's just wearing whatever his cousin yeah. wears because he gets free gear. He's I mean, yeah, I would be wearing free gear if if I got it from them. I would, I don't care what team. Yeah, it is. I was a good cousin who played for in the NBA. Oh yeah, of course, dude. If I had a cousin playing in the NBA, I would milk that so hard, like as hard as I possibly could. Wait, you clout chase with that? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Are you kidding me? If I had a family member in the NBA, one hundred percent. 100 percent yeah we all know we all know asians don't make it in the nba this is just hypothetical <laughs> this is hey, purely we got, hypothetical we had yao ming J- jeremy lin no one and else. That, that's about it there's actually a guy uh, no. a couple years ago zhao chi who was a center for the rockets um, oh, yeah. oh like roy, roy uh, hachimura on the on the wizards right now he's, 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 he's well. like half asian half black all right he has more black in him than asians beyond like look at him does he look like jeremy lin no he doesn't are you allowed right? to say that i'm asian all right shut the fuck up i can tell who's asian and who's not all that's right fair. that's fair i'm just i'm gonna say uh, I'm, I'm glad that he's part japanese and he's like really deep i mean i don't think he's that good but he's had a good stretch of, he had a good stretch of games these past couple i think yes. westbrook has actually helped him a lot yes and also, not to mention, I'm not gonna. I'm also gonna say, at least he, I'm happy that he's like representing his culture. Like he knows he's Japanese and he likes to preach that, and he likes to like show off his culture. But when I see that, I'm like, I, I, I mean, like Jeremy Lin's one thing, and then you see Ray Hachimura do that. Like, that, does that put like the same kind of message? No, 
kind of deal for me. So. Well, I mean, it's tough to compete with Jeremy Lin because, you know, he just had, like, I think, like, it was, like, eight or ten game stretch of just literally being, like, the most famous person in the world. No, it was, not one, season. Only... It was one season on the Knicks. Uh, no, actually, I don't even think it was a full season. It was half season. a season when Melo got injured. Yeah, exactly. So he came out. Jeremy Lin was, he obviously, you know, played out of his mind. Yes. But um, it's hard to compete. With that, because he was the most famous person Lin on Sanity, Earth. baby. So exactly, Lin Sanity. I think even, like, I had a Lin Sanity shirt, and I didn't yes. care about basketball back then, <laughs> as, let alone yep. the Knicks. Yeah, who cares about the Knicks? <laughs> um, all right, we're going to slide track with Jeremy Lin. <laughs> but, yeah, the Bucks game, we're all just, it, you know, it's a win-loss. Not to mention, we're still under 500 now. We're like, we're, what's our record now? I don't even know. I, I don't, think it's only by Be honest, I don't now. even keep up anymore, because this is de- just It's 22-23. No, it's, wait, what? Right now. Oh, no, wait. No, it's 23-24. Right, my because bad. Because we, we won the OKC game, and then we lost the the Pelicans game. So we're 23-24, so we're under 500, and we're still in the playoff race. Why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> be, ha- be happy, because honestly, with the way that you guys have been playing, you're lucky to be in the playoff we race should, still. If we were in the Western Conference, we would be, like, absolutely toasted, oh, yeah. like, the 15th oh, yeah. seed or something. Western, I mean, the Western, also this year, the Western Conference is, I think, even more competitive than it typically it's, is. I think it's more open. Do you think it's more open? I think it's more open, like, more teams could potentially make it. Well, that's what I'm saying, but I also, well, that, that's what I mean when I say competitive. I think there are more teams that are in a position to make it out of the Western Conference. Yeah. Then, like, typically it would be, like, one or two teams right now, but I, I could see the Jazz making a run to the finals, the Lakers not as much. If AD and LeBron can come LeBron back, LeBron should then, be back for the, for the playoffs, not he, for the rest of the season. He, should, he said okay. it's only high so ankle then, sprain. So, so if, they, if they do make the playoffs, which I'm pretty sure that they will based on their record now, now. But yeah. um, so when they come back, you know, you got the Lakers. Phoenix is making a lot of noise yes. now. Um, well, they've been so, making noise, and, exactly, and James has been trying pre- to pre. Actually, he's been yeah. preaching that the whole time. I've I've been seeing it, but like you know, we haven't really highlighted that. Yeah, um, no, but this season they've yeah. been playing really well. So I I see the Western Conference is definitely more competitive this year. Um, and I kind of forgot exactly where I was going with this. But <laughs> no, just talking about the, 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 the West. Yeah, the West is just wide open, and um, I'm just gonna show it real quick. Um, right now, when we're oh, recording wow. this, uh, it's Tuesday, and March Madness is how going time, on. How much time is left? Um, there's 14 minutes left, and Gonzaga's up tw- uh, 58-39. It's cut against USC. So, yeah, Thanks. I mean, we were all praising Gonzaga to win, but, yeah, that's just, like, my quick little March Madness thing. We are, Gonzaga, it's going to be Gonzaga, like, Michigan or something like that. Yeah, in the final, yeah, we'll definitely. Oh, yeah, we the, have a bracket yeah, right now here. in the final in the the elite eight right now. We have UCLA playing Michigan, Gonzaga playing USC. Uh, this is the live bracket. This Baylor is not like a will be playing. Bracket, by the way. Yeah, then, no, this is this is live. So uh, and then Baylor is also playing Houston in the final four. Yeah. So I think it's gonna be a solid oh, stretch of games. Oh, my bracket may be right because I had I had Gonzaga Baylor going to the, uh, in the national championship games. So That's what I have. I have them in the finals. I did have FSU in my final four, I believe. Which was dumb. Which obviously we all know how that turned out. But yeah, you, you, you really doubted Michigan there. <laughs> you really did. I doubt. thought FSU. I I believed in their defense. Watching yeah. them play, I believed in their defense. I believed in but, who was it? De- whose defense? Um, who the, uh, I forgot. Who Don't it was. say Ohio State. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Oral Roberts' defense was way better than I forgot who it was. But there's someone's defense I was really confident, in. I had them in my my, my elite eight. But I was like, nope, they didn't no. they didn't make it. I forgot. A lot who of, it was. Yeah, a lot of upsets this year in like the earliest rounds. Yeah, I, we did talk about that. Did we talk about that? I think we mentioned it. last We mentioned time, we yeah. mentioned it. So yeah, yeah like if you're hopefully you're following this, this is actually a really exciting March Madness. And uh, we'll see how the, who wins. Honestly, I think it's going to be a 1v1 seed, but we'll see. It's anything could happen. Mm-hmm. Anything could happen. Anything yeah, no, happen. I mean, and Houston's been playing well, too. UCLA could make an upset. I don't know. We don't know. It's going to it's gonna be an interesting game. Well, also, UCLA hasn't even... Oh, right, because they're playing Michigan. They're yeah. playing Michigan So tonight, I think UCLA so. is now the only double-digit seed that's left. Yep. And they made it to the, all the way to the Sweet 16. I was Congratulations hoping they win. But we are not... They, don't, they aren't winning. So... Uh, let's, um, actually, uh, do we have any, actually, let's talk about the Pelicans. Did you watch the Pelicans game or did you take notes on the Pelicans game? I, I watched, I watched highlights of the Pelicans you game. Watched I didn't watch the whole thing. Yeah. Um, that was a really sad game. As I mentioned earlier, I, I, I was starting to lose focus after the third quarter because we absolutely got shafted by every single person on that team, on that Pelicans team. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lonzo Ball's not even on the team. Lonzo Ball's not even playing and we're still getting destroyed. Yeah. Well, that's because <laughs> Zion had a. A game and a half. He's been shooting, yes. like, absurdly well in, like, uh, I, these last couple games. Like, I think it's been, like, over 70%. Again, 
Everyone's hyped up last year about Zion. No one cares about him anymore, and he's playing way better. Like, I think I mentioned this a couple podcasts ago, but statistically, he is playing better this year than he was last year, and no one's talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because everyone, I think that everyone was on the, the, um, the ball train. Lame- yeah, Lamelo, Lamelo ball. But um, now that he's injured, I'm still surprised that no one's, like, drooling over Zion. I mean, I guess it's because he's not a rookie anymore, yeah. but... You expect him to make a step up from his exactly, year. which he did. But I think the step, I think people do need to talk about it because his step up, I think, is like, like it was like not just a step; it was like a leap. Yes, you know he's pl- playing really, really well. He's leading this this Pelicans team essentially. You know him and yeah. Brandon Ingram are leading this team now. And I think it's he's playing a lot more fundamental basketball. He's not making flashy dunks. He's not doing crazy dribble moves. He's just playing mm-hmm. smart. That's why he's playing statistically better. Exactly. Which we're and why his stuttering. Stati- statistically. Statistically. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, statistically, he's been playing better. So that's yeah. the kind of Yeah, and, I, and he's taking good shots, which is why his you know field goal percentage is so much higher now. Yeah. But um, no, they're definitely they're leading this team in a really good direction, actually. Also, I like, can we like talk about why did Fournier go 0 for 10? Do you have any, any thoughts on why that could have happened? <laughs> I, I so I also is it because he's wearing number ninety four because he's wearing like a trash number. That is what we're. I was wondering why he picked that number. I'm surprised he didn't exactly pick like a thirty something because there's was plenty he, of thirty. Was numbers. he born in ninety four? Maybe that's why he picked ninety four. I don't know. But the point no, being is that why is he why did he pick ninety four when there's plenty of 30, 40 numbers available? Like he may not get zero like he was in the, on the Magic. But there's plenty of like low numbers that you could have picked that would probably be yeah. better for him. I don't know why. 94, weird. I feel like there's a reason behind it because that's not a number that you just like pick out of your head, I feel like. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. got to be some kind of reason. And he was not born in 1994. He was born in 1992. So I, I have no idea why. <laughs> But, um, that that, that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, like the literally, it doesn't no make sense. Any sense. I'm not I, gonna that's lie. like definitely one of the highest numbers in the NBA right now. Yes, it is. But, which um, is goofy. By tell about the. Per- I mean, he did go 0 and 10, so I guess that's <laughs> exactly. So I was just about to bring that back up. So he did go 0 for 10. Uh, played 33 minutes. He had two assists, two steals, and two blocks. Yeah. So he had a decent uh, defensive night. Um, you know, obviously, I think he needs to distribute the ball a little bit more. Uh, and but also, his plus minus is very misleading. His minus twelve, but I think this all because of his his offense was terrible. Mm-hmm, so I think it, I think his overall defense made him like a, a net worth of like zero mm-hmm. on plus minus. Yeah. So I and like I said, I think I've said this like at least three times today already. But I don't expect him to continue to be missing yes. all of his shots in a no, game. No, he, you he know? should definitely get up to like percent. Mm-hmm. Is, is that a good uh, estimate? I think that's pro. Yeah, what's he shooting right now? So yeah, while he's been on the Magic, he's been shooting pretty close to around forty percent on average. He has their his numbers are pretty volatile. Okay, he's, but he scored, he's shooting he was thirty eight percent from three on the Magic, and he was fifty three from two. So he's shooting well. So I think that he's definitely going to get you know better shot. I didn't exactly see his shot selection, but I think he's going to get better shots. I think he's going to start knocking them down. He's going to start averaging. My guess would be somewhere in like the fifteen to eighteen point. He averaged eight. It says he's eighteen point nine now on the season. That's including the game he scored zero though. So I think yeah. he's like nineteen point seven. I think it was on the magic. Yeah, nineteen point seven on the magic. So I expect him to definitely get up to like a, a in the teens at least, which yeah. I th- I think would just even bring just that much more offense to the table for the Celtics would just be really good for you. Guys. Again, to fit, to to compensate the lacking of offense somewhere else. Yeah, from but yeah, a, a someone else, unnamed point I'm an unnamed guard. player who <laughs> who has my number because my number is number eight. And he has. Oh, did you guys wear the same number? Yeah, I I used to always love number eight. So like anytime I could wear number eight, I would like that. Either that or thirteen. Why thirteen? That's unlucky. Eh, I it didn't matter. Why were you just like screw it? I'll take. I'll I'll take it. I'll take all this unluck, all this unluckiness. Does any actually? Funny enough, let's. I'm gonna actually look this up. Does any NF and I'm gonna put my mic down. But does any NFL player or NBA player wear number thirteen? Let me look that up real quick. Paul George, PG thirteen. No wonder why he's trash. <laughs> but uh, hey, he was he he had a bat. He had some pandemic Pete moments, but uh, no, he's definitely playing better this season now. Obviously, he had a couple uh, of oh. glaring mistakes. Well, Chamberlain wore thirteen. I did not know that actually. That's pretty crazy. So luck clearly doesn't. The number clearly, <laughs> clearly don't mean, doesn't mean don't anything. Mean Jack. When you score um, hundred, Steve points. Nash wore thirteen. 
I should have. I feel like I should have known that James would have said that. He James probably he, has he a Steve Nash jersey. You know, he no, definitely. No. I know. I know for a fact he does. I live with him. Bam out of bio, <laughs> Wait, Bam out of bio doesn't wear thirteen, does he? No, he doesn't. I think he might. Now that now that you mention it, I think I think he might. If he wears zero, I don't think anyone on the Heat wears zero. Really, Bogdan Bogdanovich wears thirteen. Uh oh, boy, Quincy AC. If that means anything. <laughs> Quincy AC wears he did, Bam Adebayo does wear number 13. Quincy AC? Yeah, if you remember him from back in like 2015 NBA. Yeah, he not was a, he was a, <laughs> he was not good, but like I just knew the name from that. Yeah, like yeah, there's not really anyone else noticeable that I would I would you know. Well, clearly the people who do wear 13 are pretty good cuz Wilt Chamberlain, say what you will about Paul George, but he was very good. Um Yep. And James Harden. Bio. James Harden. <laughs> Wait, you should I, know this. I should. should I have this. a James Harden jersey. I don't know why. This man should Completely know this. brain farted on that. But yeah, so obviously whoever wears number 13 says, screw unluckiness. Yeah. You know, I'll just exactly drop 30 me. on but my But I think every for every time I wore 13, I shot really terribly. So I don't know what that Yeah, was. so maybe it affects. Maybe it's not the number. Maybe you're just a bad shooter. Okay. Well, so you'll see tomorrow. <laughs> we're balling tomorrow. And you're going to see how I shoot tomorrow. That well, is right. Well, yeah, also, I'm playing, playing raw tomorrow. tomorrow. Like, my first time balling in, like, a year with COVID. So we're going to see how that goes. And I'm actually going to... I don't know how I'm going to do. I actually get to pull up my CP3s. I'll, ta- I'll, ta- I'll take videos. Don't worry, guys. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> oh, yo, by the way, we do have a TikTok now on Sportsbiz Podcast. We may put up some of the, from the, some of the, okay. from the clips on, so, on the TikTok. I, 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 checked our, I checked our TikTok. Um, and... So I know the one that you posted of me doing quick maths. Yes. Uh, my favorite part about that is, there, so there's only four comments. Two of them are from our friends from school. And the other two are people telling me that I need to sleep more and I looked high while we were yes. doing our last recording. He wasn't second. actually high. Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's, we don't get strikes. No, he was I, was, not high. I was not. His, his face just looked super, super That's jer- just how like, I jer- look. That's just like how I look on, on the day. regular. I just thought it was really funny that our viewers are already... Like saying shit that <laughs> people have told me like my entire life. Yeah. That I, mean, I need. I looks like I need to sleep more, and he I needs, constantly. He needs to put some Adderall on his face, basically. You know. Okay. So this may be kind of weird, but I use a face moisturizer yes, with it. caffeine in it because I heard that it's supposed to like help. Maybe. Maybe he's just I don't numb think the it, caffeine. I don't think don't it has. I think he's just numb the caffeine right now. So you can't. Your caffeine doesn't work for you. Yeah. Maybe I should just start pouring coffee like directly into my eyeball. <laughs> <Maybe that'll laughs> okay. Don't do that. Do not. We do not endorse throwing coffee in your eyeballs. <laughs> so um, let's move on to one minute hot takes because I knew this. These don't one minute hot takes were going to take a lot longer than uh, the usual ones. So first one is about okay. The first one is about the two buyouts that happened. So it's about Lamarcus Aldridge and uh, Andre Drummond. They both got bought out by their respective teams, and now Lamarcus Aldridge is on the Nets, and Drummond's on the on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. What the hell just happened? What the hell just happened? I can tell you exactly what happened with Aldridge. Okay. So I already know what's happening. And this is he like, is a Nets fan. Let's, is, let's hear so from the Nets. This, this is this is my theory, which I'm very confident in. Yes. Um, so all these older players, right, such as Blake yeah. Griffin, Lamarcus Aldridge, now are taking veteran minimum contracts. Yeah. And playing on the Nets because they are very confident in the fact that the Nets are going to win a ring this year. Yeah. Which I uh, mean, their, perc- un- their probability is very high. Let's not say let's exactly. not confirm it, but their no, probability but it's is very, very high. probable. And as a Nets fan, I know it's hard to speak on bias, but looking at just their roster, it, they have a very good chance of winning a chip this year. Yeah. So I think a lot of these older guys are coming in and they're taking these minimum contracts just because they want to run- win a ring. Can, can I also preface this with Lamarcus Aldridge already won one rings with. Spurs, right? Didn't he win one, win one with Tim Duncan and pretty, Kawhi Leonard? I'm pretty sure he has at least two rings because he's been there forever. Yeah, he was he was on the team with Manu Ginobili, Tony uh, Tony Parker, uh, Tim Duncan, and Kawhi Leonard. Right? I think he was on when Kawhi Leonard was a rookie. I think when Kawhi Leonard won his Finals MVP, mm-hmm. uh, I think he won a ring with them. So like, I'm also that also made me confused because like the Celtics were in the running. I know the Heat were in the running for Lamarcus Aldridge, and I would actually prefer Lamarcus Aldridge on the Heat. Same. No, I, I really same. But look oh, where I he like ended up. This man's team. He ended up with this guy, and uh, it really does piss me off as a Celtics fan or anybody who is not a Nets fan. According to this website, he actually doesn't have any rings. So I feel like I, we should feel stupid. That's cap. He should. He. I, I thought. I thought. He, I thought. He I am ninety percent well. sure he won a won a. Okay, I'm pretty sure ninety percent sure he won a ring with, with uh, 
uh, what the hell, mm-hmm. the Spurs. Yeah, I thought he did as well. But anyways, um, as a Nets fan, I don't dislike it, but I'm also not like you know jumping for joy over it just because <laughs> I don't see like his production. He's fallen off in the past couple years because yeah. he's 35 now. He's old, you know. So his production is kind of taking a back seat. Um, he's well past his prime. You know, he's a big guy, and he's not a great defender, and he can't shoot that well. So already, he's kind of a liability on the floor, uh, I think, at least on a Nets, on the current Nets squad. Yeah. And I also don't, he just doesn't have, like, the skill set um, in for the modern NBA. You know what I mean? Like, whether you like what the NBA is now, whether you like it or not, I don't think he has the skill set for it. He can't yeah. shoot. He can't stretch the floor, and he's not a good rim protector. So as a big man at 6'11", you have to do at least one of those things. You it's know? funny enough that he used to be able to do all of those when he was younger. Exactly, but now he's well past his prime. He's 35 years old. And also so. stretching the floor back then was like shooting deep twos and running back after you're shooting a deep two, not shooting threes. Exactly. So, so now I, don't, I, just don't, I just don't see his skill set really transferring that well. I could be wrong, obviously, yeah. you know, so we'll see what happens. But right now, just on paper, looking at it, I think he's actually supposed to play tonight. Um, Which we'll see how he does mm-hmm. after, because we're probably going to watch March Madness and not watch I'm, any NBA games tonight. I do not want to watch the NBA tonight. I want to watch March Madness. Yeah. <laughs> I especially want to see if UCLA can upset Michigan. That's mm-hmm. the thing. I think but, that would um, be a good one. Let's get back to the uh, Marcus Aldridge thing. Mm-hmm. He was good back then, and I think these guy, older guys, like, if you look at Blake Griffin's stats now, let me... I'm actually gonna pull them up real quick because it's kind of fun. It's kind of goofy his stats. Like I, oh, I everyone was like, "Oh my god, Blake Griffin with the Nets! He's gonna pop up and like be mm-hmm. prime, uh, Lob City Blake." Like no, exactly. He's not. he's not gonna be Lob City, but he has been playing pretty well for us. And yes. he had his first dunk in two years or like a year yeah, and a half yeah, or something. Yeah. Like everyone's everyone's creaming their pants over Blake Griffin dunking. Exactly. So uh, it was no. pretty nice. I know a lot of people are saying that um, on it's Instagram okay. that Blake, averaging about Blake Griffin points. dunks that they want to investigate. They want to investigate the NBA <laughs> what? to see. They're thinking like maybe there's some like conspiracy to get all these old guys on the nets. I'm what? telling you, man. No, okay. He's I'm averaging eight points, four rebounds. <clears throat> yeah, when since he's been like around that since he's yeah. So he's a he's nets. a bench player for us. We already yeah. knew that. And Lamar Aldridge, at least I, I was very confident. Aldridge is going to be the same way because he, he's not going to be able to pull pull away shots mm. from the big so three. So Nash has said that there is a possibility of Aldridge starting. Small so ball, there's gonna small be five maybe. Well, he's six eleven. So oh yeah yeah no Aldridge oh. is a big guy. Aldridge is a big guy. He's, so what are, you, what are your thoughts 6'11". on that? What do you what do you think they're gonna do? I don't know, dude. It's really weird because I know we have <laughs> DJ starting now, yeah. and he's pretty mediocre. I'm not gonna lie. He can catch the lobs that again another old guy, <laughs> another old guy. But he's been there for a while. He's been there so, yeah. for a couple years. But wait, um, Lob City's reuniting. They just need to trade for Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah yeah, let's get Chris Paul. Trade Kyrie to, to the Suns for Chris Paul. No shot. No, no shot. shot. Yeah. We could not afford Chris Paul. Yep. He's definitely more expensive than Kyrie. Yeah, he's like forty-four but, mil or um, some, something like that. Yeah, that like insane. We can't afford that. But um, no, I want to see Claxton start. I really like Claxton. I know he's like obviously not the best right now. He's, he's put, like the Robert Williams of the Nets. Exactly. He's young. All he needs more minutes, and I swear to God, he's going to. Steve pop Nash off. is not a good developer though. Gonna, so well, he was <laughs> on the player development staff for the Warriors. So, Ooh, I, I, I'm but thinking, that's guards though. I don't think he developed any big men when he was there. Like, he might no, have developed probably, Draymond. Probably but not. Like I would, Draymond, I would maybe. Yeah, but Draymond is like such a different player in terms yeah. of like his skill set that it's like hard to even compare. But um, that's no, you're that right. even he, worked with them. But yeah, we don't even. Know. I know he worked with KD because they're pretty friendly. But um, mm. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen with that in terms of Aldridge starting versus somebody else. I think that they're probably gonna keep DJ for a little bit, and you know, if Aldridge can come back yeah. and you know show production, then yeah, maybe he'll start. But my concern is I'm not exactly sure how athletic he still is because I know Drum, um, not Drummond, um, DJ is 32 now. And Aldridge is 35. So I know, you know, DJ's picking up those lobs that Harden likes to throw. Yep. So I, I, I'm just skeptical as to whether or not, you know, how um, how well Aldridge is going to be able to catch that and work no. with the pick and roll. I think he's going to just be more of a just a traditional big man, play that mm-hmm. type of role. I yeah. don't think he's going to be 
DJ type. No, you know? definitely not. I don't think so. And but, it he is a traditional big man. You know, yeah. he's like one of the more traditional players in the NBA now, especially. Yeah. So, but like I said, yeah, I don't think I don't know if his skill set's going to transfer really, especially yeah. like on the net squad, the system that they have going now. You know, which is all pretty offense. much exactly all offense, zero defense. Which I mean, <laughs> on paper would work for him because he's not a great defender. Yeah. However, um, you're just you know, adding fire to the fuel to the flame of terrible defense, and that's just not going to exactly. End and I don't think well. we should even worry about that. And honestly, like when I first saw that he signed with the Nets, I was like, why? Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. know, I was like, why? You know who needs him? The, the Heat, who need more veteran I think the Heat championship leadership. Exactly, exactly. No, I really think that the Heat would have benefited from Aldridge, you know, just more. his presence, even just, like, the locker room presence. Yeah. You know, because he is a veteran. He has, like, how He's been in the playoffs for how many years because of Popovich? Yeah, how, his entire career, essentially. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely... No, not his whole career, my bad. But like half <laughs> half of his a good chunk of his career he's played on San Antonio. Yeah, because he was in Portland his his few first years because he got drafted there. But yeah, let's move on to Drummond. My again, the question is, does it even matter that Andre Drummond got signed with the signed with the Lakers? So I think Drummond's gonna have more of an impact on the Lakers than Aldridge will have on the Nets. Didn't Javale McGee also go to the Lakers? Wait, but he then he he's on the Nuggets now. Oh, he's on the Nuggets. That's what it was. Yeah, he got he got he got signed to the Nuggets. Yeah, yeah. he's never is mind. He, so is that is that back to the Nuggets for him? He's has, back to the Nuggets. So yeah, he has been on the Nuggets. Remember before. all the Shaq and the fool, Javale McGee. Okay, so yeah, 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 that's what I was trying to remember. If, yeah, on Shaq. No, wait, was his Shaq and a fool like his his prime Shaq and a fool moments? Nuggets. Was that him on the Nuggets that's or on the Wizards? On the nuggets. Because I know he had some good ones on the Wizards. Yeah, go on the Wizards, but maybe on the Nuggets. But yeah, let's get back to Drummond. Yeah. First, I'm actually going to give my first sauce because I actually have an interesting take on this. Yeah, I feel like I've been talking a lot more than think, (laughs) I think this is not going to turn out well. Just because he is a very slow guy, and I think the Lakers are trying to play more stretch type, like not stretch, but like space the floor, be able to play better like that because they have a lot of guys like KCP who can stretch the floor. Uh THT's been playing really well. Mm-hmm. LeBron is really quick and athletic, so he's able to stretch floor. Same with AD. AD is able to take those deep twos. You know, play good, play good defense on whenever offense. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that lineup seems really slow. And just like having Drummond seems like a liability. Like he can rebound really well, but I think he's going to be a liability for them. Mm-hmm. And he's not. What the? I can't really put it into words. But I don't think he's going to like play really well in. The Lakers system, unless they somehow play more like a slow type of defense, a slow type of offense, which I might I benefit LeBron. I don't know. I don't, I don't, they don't really have any too many shot creators. That I, can I, see. I think they want to run like a quicker offense, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm also skeptical about Drummond. However, like I said, I think he's going to work out better than Aldridge will on the yes, Nets. I can because, agree um, so Drummond is, you know, obviously a great rebounder, one of the best in the league, if not the best. Yes. So, a Great, great rebounder. He is a poor defender. However, in my notes here, um, I said that he's not a good defender, but they also have AD and LeBron. And they're both, obviously, AD is a better defender than LeBron is now because LeBron is older and a little bit slower. However, he's still a good defender, and AD is a runner-up for Defensive Player of the Year last year. So, you know, once those two are back, I think that the... uh, defensive liability that Drummond brings in is going to kind of be diminished a little bit. Especially um, if AD's playing the four with him, because I think AD's traditionally a four. Yeah, no, he he is... AD is a little bit small to be playing the five. He's like 6'10", so like small. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, so I think Drummond's going to be playing the five, but I think it could work out, because he's going to pick up, like, 15 boards a night. You know, no problems. Is he going to score... Probably not. I mean, he did average you know? seventeen points on, on the on the on the yeah. Cavaliers, though. Exactly. Well, that's think what about I'm it. Saying, that's before cause... Jared Allen came, so mm. that's also another thing. And He's he not was fighting. exactly, and he was also like more of a, a centerpiece to that offense as yeah. opposed to now he is pretty much going to be a role player. Fourth fiddle, Lakers. fifth fiddle to even KCP if you even want to put him. In. You can even mm-hmm. put THT in front of him offensively. So yeah, exactly. So it's going to be interesting, I think, for him. But um yeah, so he averaged seventeen point five points um this season while he's been on the Cavs. So yep. he is a pretty good scorer when he gets those shots. 
Now it's a matter of are people going to... If he's even going to get those shots If he's even going to get the shots, if people are going to hit him in his spots. So, yeah, it's going to be different. I think he's just going to be a pure rebounder and just be completely useless otherwise. Like, he's going to get a rebound. No, he's going to be on offense. Uh, He's going to be on offense, tries to get a rebound. He, He somehow misses it. Everyone runs down the floor. He's going to be like... Yeah, he'll slow. be like in slow motion. They're, they're playing basically five v four on defense with with Andre Drummond on the mm-hmm. on the court. So yeah, that's like just my taste take take of it. And I, I don't I don't I don't like I don't like Drummond. Honestly, he got overpaid. I don't know why he got paid that much money on the on the Pistons, but he did. He's so. he's a weird player, a weird situation because he, he does is. one thing. Really well, like better than anyone. Yeah, well, but, debatably, Clint Capella is better, but that's that's right. another debate but for yeah, another day. We, we talk about so. we'll talk about that a different time. But one of the best rebounders in the league. Everything else is not great, you know. Yeah. Like when he was on the Cavs, yeah, he got seventeen and a half points, and he shot the ball well. But also, you know, I'm I don't have his stats up now exactly, but I bet you he didn't take like any threes. No, probably no shots outside well, the paint. If he took to a begin three, it would be like ten feet short, and it would just go nowhere. Yeah, and, and it his would go coach would probably smack him upside the head and be like, "Don't well, even if do his coach, if his coach even reach his head because he's like seven foot." But you know yeah, what? Yeah, he's a big guy. Point being, I don't think he's gonna do well. I don't know what you're. I mean, it seems, it seems well, like you see, you think you have more hopes for a draw. I, I do have a little bit of hope for him, only because I. You said he's gonna be a pure rebounder, and I agree with that. But that's why I think he's gonna fit in a little bit better. Okay. You know, I, mean, he's I, don't not gonna, th- I don't think the Lakers have been lacking rebounding. I don't think they're lacking in rebounding either. I just think that this is going to help them. It's going to benefit them. You know? Because yeah. they also, this was a pickup. This was this was a waiver wire pickup for them, essentially. Yeah, you same, know? Like same they didn't, they didn't have, they didn't have to trade. Exactly. They didn't have to trade anyone away. So they still have the roster you yeah. know, that, they, that they like and that they're working with, uh, disregarding the fact that LeBron James and Anthony Davis are out. But... Yeah. um. Yeah, dude. I think I think he could just pick up like fifteen boards a game, and then that's gonna be it. Like, sip his tea on the bench, sip his, his Powerade on the bench, and just be okay. Take it twenty minutes a night. <laughs> exactly. I no, really. I think he's gonna get about twenty minutes a night. I think that's yeah. That's, I'm, I'm, I just kind of threw that out there, but I, I actually think about it now. Yeah, twenty minutes sounds about right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean that's that's really it for the one minute hot takes. I mean, I just wanted to talk about Lamarcus Aldridge and Drummond because everyone's overreacting. Like, oh my god, this makes the Lakers and the Nets a super team. I'm like, no. They're no. honestly people are overreacting over this, and that's the Nets were already good. A, a they were already team. a super team, and they added Blake and they added Lamarcus Aldridge, which makes it's like adding. I'm trying to think of the word. Like I'm trying to think of an analogy. So it's like you know, like you're making an igloo, like an igloo, and you add a flat, you add like a fucking flag on the top of the igloo, and that's Lamarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin to the igloo. And <laughs> it's just like a little, good, like yeah, it's a little, go. little decoration, like it's exactly. an add an extra piece. Why'd you pick an igloo? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. No. Okay. It's like yeah, you you have the castle. Oh okay. yeah, the castle. That's you have the is. castle. I don't know why you picked igloo, <laughs> but whatever. Because Jonas smashed uh, igloos like a week ago. That that is true. We that, did that's have what an igloo. I thought of it, but yeah. But um. So I th- it's like yeah you have like this castle okay yeah. and this big like nice nice castle you got, got, got everything. everything yeah the whole nine yards and then yeah you stick this little dinky flag on top and you're like yeah no 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 no, no no it's the castle but yeah. there's all these like cannon defenses Lamarcus Aldridge and <laughs> Lamarcus Aldridge and Drummond are the doorman yeah they're the guy who let down the gate and yeah, opened yeah, the yeah. gate no, their role mm-hmm. is so little. But they, you know, they're just the final piece. Without that piece, mm-hmm. you could not open and close the gate. Exactly. I think that's kind of how I'm, I'm thinking of it. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think Aldridge is really gonna have like too big of an impact on the Nets. If Same I'm with the drama on, on the Lakers, mm-hmm. other than his rebounding. Yeah, well, they play, I think they play their game, really and that's well. it. They play how they play. They usually play, and that's it for them. Exactly, and they're both good at the game that they play. You know, like yeah. Drummond. I feel like at this point, he has to know that his only serviceable quality is pretty much rebounding. I think he understands that at this and point. And being a goofy big man. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, and just being like kind of a little bit goofy and like saying dumb stuff too. Also, I'm yeah. pretty sure he's like said some pretty stupid things. You know, I'll put a clip in there if I find anything. But also, if I even remember to put it in there, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really, unless you have any other comments about that. No, I mean, I am excited to see how they turn out, but... Um, I'm not excited, I don't think but it's we'll, gonna we'll be. see what happens. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I think it's going to be very anticlimactic for how... Um, it's going to end up like at how least Blake the, ended up. The, all, the, all the Nets pages that I follow on Instagram <laughs> overhype everything. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they were like, we got Blake Griffin. Like, now we're unstoppable. Like, you know, best <laughs> team in the league by far. Like, okay, relax, you know. And then people are saying, like, oh, they're signing, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge now. Like, what does this mean for the NBA? Like, where we go? They have all the good players now. Like, how is any other team going to win? Like, bro, just looking at the, the— Play defense against these teams. Exactly. Play defense. Just play defense against the Nets. And That's honestly, why the Bucks have the best, have a good chance of winning. The, the, the Heat— Let's, I'm gonna go. Let's, let's do a one minute real quick. I think the Bucks and the Heat now have a really good chance. So they play really good defense. In the West, I think the the Jazz play really good defense, and the Suns play really good defense. And mm-hmm. I think those are the teams you have to look out for to beat up those super teams. So to yeah, speak. no, I think definitely defense is gonna be a big factor for any team that's playing against the Nets. And I brought this up before, and I'll bring it up again. But um, they're gonna outscore you, pretty much. You know, no matter what. Yeah. Like you know, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. They're gonna outscore you pretty much. So you have to you have to play defense. Pick you your know? poison. Exactly. You have you have to play good defense, and you kind of just have to like try. You and you also have to take like one of them out. You know what I mean? You, yeah. You can't guard all three of them to the yeah. point where it's gonna be serviceable. You know, yeah. you have to really like focus on one of them. But um, I'm kind of digressing a little bit. Yeah. And I forgot exactly where I was going with this again. Again, but yeah, again, it's. I think, I'm, I think, I'm I think we have much. we have an interesting season this year. Hopefully this turns out better for the Celtics. Maybe we'll get some steam. We'll actually peak at the right time during the playoffs. But for right now, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. We got a lot of young guys, a lot of new pieces to fit in. We'll see how no, it's, it goes it's gonna in the be, future. It's going to be good. Good, I think, good second second half of the season. I think it will. It's a very exciting after the, all the, this is like I think this is like the most trades that happened in the trade deadline in a while. So Yeah, this, this is a big is, one. Um, and you also were – we were talking about the Heat with LaMarcus Aldridge possibly going to the Heat. And we I completely forgot to mention that Victor Oladipo is now on the Heat. Oh God! No. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, well. You know what? If it comes up later, let's not talk about it. this. This this episode has gone on this, for too yeah, this, long. Yeah, this is getting this is it's getting, getting long. too long. But Pause. If, if anything happens with Victor Oladipo, even if we play the Heat, which I don't think we do play him anytime soon, uh, we'll definitely talk about Victor Oladipo because that's actually a big pickup for the Heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me quickly. I'm gonna quickly look at anything recent. No, no, no. Let's go to April. Yeah. No, Victor Oladipo. No, we don't. We don't play the Heat really, like, really anytime piece soon. For them. Yeah, we don't play the Heat anytime soon. So, we play them in May. So, if it ever comes up, we'll talk about them. For right now, uh, that's it, unless you got any final closing words. Nope, I think I've talked too much on this episode. All right, <laughs> hopefully, if we get to do this more, we can. Otherwise, you might see the Zoom again. I don't know. Hopefully, we can get this worked out. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we'll yeah. see what happens. Until next week. Oh, by the way, we do not have a Florida segment. Pro day, uh, The NFL Pro Day for all the Florida players is actually the 31st, which is... Tomorrow, so you'll probably hear an update next week on how you know Kyle Trask, Kadarius Tony, and all those guys are doing. But yeah, until next week, boys. I will see y'all. Peace.